Hello and welcome to another episode of Scholars Knowledge to Wisdom podcast. In today's episode, we will understand the role of scientific management which includes time management, crisis management and channelizing your thinking skills that may empower the decision making with our guest who is a senior research scientist, biotechnologist. Let's welcome Nagrani Mahajan. Welcome, ma'am, to the podcast, Scholars' Knowledge to Wisdom. It's an honor to have you on the podcast. Thank you, Ruby. And uh, this is, in fact, my, my immense pleasure also for inviting me on your podcast. So thank you so much for doing uh, that. Welcome, ma'am. And, and where are you joining us from? I am currently located in Latu. Maharashtra. Okay. District place in Maharashtra. Nice, nice place. So, um, so let's dive into your research journey. And uh, as we dive into your research journey, uh, take us to the why and the origin of your interest behind uh, the research in context to the PhD and then being a, a scientist. I, this is uh, like no great opportunity to share like some uh, thoughts and the ways how I entered into this journey. Thank you for giving me this opportunity. Okay, so I was like always passionate and uh, fascinated about the field of agriculture. So we know that India is like agriculture based company and uh, it support like uh, it provides employment for about fifty three percent of uh, people in our India at least, and it is like about 17% of our economy, like GDP of our economy, I would say. So I felt like you know, being from a place which is like uh, Latur, Maharashtra, which is broad prone area, right? So mm-hmm. I have seen my family in which my part of uh, like you no know, uncle and other people who are, live in uh, our location they mostly are dependent on agriculture farming based uh, resources for their livelihood so that is where when i used to see them i used to feel like you no know, there are a lot of challenges these uh, people go through and uh, being from such kind of a family i always wanted to do something for them contribute towards like you know, making their life better and also like helping like you no know, building our agriculture system where we can have sustainable and uh, have food security for our growing population also which Mm. is very important to address right so in this journey my teachers my what you call lecturers in the college and my PhD guide and wherever I work I got few mentors during the process whenever I was working so they had been like a great support who helped me to uh, understand the curiosity that I had for this area and the passion that I was having. So they helped me to nurture these thoughts and they helped mm. me to introduce to different concepts that we have in our science and technology. Like uh, we use plant tissue culture, right? We have molecular biology, we have microbiology, different streams are there, genetic engineering, and nowadays newer technologies are coming 
in line like crispr cas technologies which are like having immense potential right when used in right way we can uh, use them in bettering the crop varieties mm. so this is how these people like teachers mentors and guide especially help me to build those uh, expert uh, areas and develop these skills in me and uh, help me to open up into uh new avenues think about how this knowledge can be like used in a proper mm. way and uh, i am a child of my uh, father who was in armed forces so okay. being a child of a uh, army person so you can understand like what kind of life uh, we have like inspiring mm. and uh, that uh, patriotism those all feelings like come in natural to us so mm. certain things what i learned from my uh, father who was working in armed forces like uh, discipline self control and time management like these are certain things which like you know, got into our blood when we were uh, looking at our father like you no know, getting up dressing up on mm. time going to the duty performing their job like irrespective of whatever the challenges come in front of them so these things like enabled me to complete my task or projects that were handled given to me so on time and like within budget you uh, and limited resources whatever i had so and maintain like uh, emotional balance rather than like you know, getting into any kind of uh, demotivation or anything so always those uh, like you know, traits that i borrowed from my father had always been like helpful in my this journey and the second thing like uh, as i already said like it helped me to build resilience and uh, develop adaptability to different changing environments mm-hmm. so always like my father worked for four years in one place and got transferred to different city or different state so always we had to adjust and adapt to this changing environment like culture changes mm. people change school gets changed the way the teachers teach us that also get totally changed so we have to get adjusted in those situations and uh, try to learn new things from new locations new people build new connections so this is how like what i learned from my father or my family you would say and from my teachers mm. very uh, inspiring journey uh, i would say that uh, i think that values you got from from your parents and those values they are the base of you being a senior research scientist yes. so yes, uh, so yes. moving from these values uh, to the uh, fraction of a scientific management that is the time management that optimize the resource of time so here uh, what five steps a research scholar uh, must adopt from your research journey in context to time management yeah absolutely this is a really very important question that every research scholar or a phd student when they are joining they should 
understand how they are going to manage time when they are working in like no five years of time frame because it is a long journey they are going through right so here they need to understand how uh, proper time management will help them to achieve their goal faster and the move ahead in their phd journey so five step which i had been using so i would recommend or i would share with all is uh, first and foremost first step would be to define what is the research goal which is very important in that it is very difficult to start and understand what we are going to do for 5 years and after you define the goal in this process you need to break down them into small tasks right so what are the to do list like 5 years you are there doing research suppose for every 5 year one year what is the main goal that you are going to work on and what are the small tasks every year you are going to do to achieve those yearly goals that you are setting right and the second important step once you are done with the first one then it is very important to rank them in orders orders i would suggest based on importance and urgency so we should understand that these two terms are totally different ones we should not get confused with urgency and importance they are not same and uh, if i would say like uh, for like the uh, importance like the task that are done in order to achieve long term goals are said to be important ones so we should keep this in mind for example like we are like for one year i'm planning my research plans what i'm going to do for that first year so this is a long term goal it is important one which i need to do it for the next 5 years also so this is how it is an important the second one is like urgency right i said urgency is something you cannot plan it comes suddenly in front of you and you have to deal with it and you have to take that necessary action otherwise it will have a what you call a, a some a effect on your other work negative effect on your the work that you are doing and move to the next one and the third step i would suggest is to plan our time after doing ranking of the task it is very important to plan our time and schedule the task using calendars mark them on the calendars from this month to this month i am going to start this work and this is what the time it is going to take for me so planning is important from where you are starting and what time you are going to finish it by using certain planners or marking them on the calendars right and the fourth step that i would recommend to or i use is to after everything is done it is now now time to execute the plan so you need to start taking actions and uh, work efficiently as well as effectively by following your routines that you have already scheduled without avoiding any distractions so distractions may kill your time so you need to be very careful to get carried away by distractions and the last fifth step i would uh, follow is to 
after completing and executing everything properly, it's time for us to evaluate our outcomes. How was the performance done? And based on that, we can adjust our plans accordingly. So this five steps I would follow in order to manage my time efficiently and get my work done productively, productively also. And here I would like to know that in the midst of time management, in the midst of these steps, uh, there also come the mind management part because it's the mind, if we, if we are able to manage it properly, then only we can properly manage. Yeah, I, I would say that align it with the time management, aligning the mind management with the time management. So what you did uh, on that part? on the mind management part? So mind management, you mean to say how psychologically we deal with all these uh, uh, timelines, you would say? Yes. So yeah. just you have to like, no, this is your goal. So you have to be like, no, on the top of this, there is no other excuse for it because it is the passion that you are trying to uh, fulfill by following these steps. So mm. this is how I would uh, know, go ahead without any second thought. So keep myself uh, always motivated, self-motivated, I would say, mm. and uh, keep following the process and uh, be on top of what I have come here for. So what is my goal? So when we keep that constantly in our mind, that this is what the goal is, I have to achieve then I don't have any other option rather than uh, like working on them. Very mindful insights you gave and uh, I, I wish that the listeners they would uh, definitely uh, imbibe these five steps of the time management and align them with the mind management with the uh, so that may result in, into the better outcome of their uh, research work. So as we talked about the time management part, uh, it is uh, it has its impact on, on productivity also. So uh, here, what approach that must be adopted towards being more productive? Yeah, absolutely. As you said, time management has a direct impact on our productivity. So if time is uh, wasted, so you're wasting like the cost. When cost is gone, then productivity is also less. So for this, like time management is like very crucial factor. The way like I told in the previous few steps, like which can be applied and uh, we can move ahead and plan properly and. Uh, perform better and uh, some of the approaches that I would uh, say like can help to be more productive such as like first and foremost like I said to set a goal right that goal should be very clear like we should be in uh, able to set smart goals what I say smart is something like it's very specific and you're clear about what you're going to achieve and it should be measurable so you should know what exactly you want the outcome to be. For example, I was working in my previous project where 
my project was uh, to work on fermentation based technology where our goal was to enhance the quality and uh, quantity of essential oil that was there in agarum using fermentation technology and there was a like no measurable amount that we wanted to improve the yield that is 20% of yield that is measurable right and we wanted to cut down the overall fermentation time so that time also we wanted to cut short by half that is 50% of time that has been used in conventional method so we know like it's a measurable goal and how much time we are going to take to complete this project is within 18 months we have to achieve this goal so this example i hope uh, is makes like smart goal where it is specific measurable and realistic and it is a time bound goal and the second step that we would take next is sort the task like no uh, rank the task and uh, according to their importance and urgency that i told you in previous five steps that we will be following so in the similar way we will be going by sorting down what are the tasks which need to be performed on the importance and urgency basis and the third one is to plan ahead of time it is very important we just cannot plan like work needs to be completed in next month and we are planning just a week before so this will not work so we have to plan in advance and divide them into like you know, targets of small tasks that we need to complete them like sub task like you know, break them into small task that i have already discussed in previous one and fourth one is like avoid distractions that will be like you know if you could manage that that would be a great uh, uh help where you can improve your productivity and uh, help you in like you no know, focused working and you will be calm you will not be stressed so uh distraction remove distractions and uh, you will be working on focused manner and the fifth one is like uh, take breaks once you achieve your small small tasks and goal take a break and uh, cherish those achievements and uh, engage in activities that you feel like you, know, you uh, which help you to keep your mind fresh and uh, rejuvenate your body so that you can get back to your next task with the same spirit and same enthusiasm so i think these approaches would help us to improve our productivity and uh, by using proper time very valuable insights you gave on in order to increase and enhance the productivity so moving from this productivity part i would to, uh, i like yes. to add that uh, yeah. i would just like to add they can use certain tool nowadays many online tools are techniques are coming into picture for time management and all right some of the time management we already use them like calendar marking we use timers like yeah. right? yeah. and we do to do list we follow yes. and uh, some 
techniques we follow, but we don't know this is known as uh, so and so, like Pomodoro technique is there and Eisenberg matrix is there. So we follow, mm -hmm. but we don't know the name. So these things they can follow and uh, improve their productivity by proper time management. Mm -hmm. So here, uh, like when we talk about productivity, uh, sometimes while doing the lab work, the experiment sometimes it, it may not work properly. We have to repeat it over and over and over and again. So here uh, we can say that one can go, go into the lag phase and uh, the productivity that a scholar is looking for is, uh, I mean, that demotivates him or her somewhere. So how to come out of that? So while performing, uh, there are like no 100% chance that we will get the proposed hypothesis could be like negative or it could be positive, right? So either way, whatever you get results when you're having replicates, you're repeating the experiment, right? You know, like you have used experimental replicates for that to support your data or the results that you are getting. So that can be a kind of data to whatever the hypothesis you have suggested could be positive or negative against your hypothesis, right? So there is no need to get into that kind of demotivations. There is always a chance where you need to research more and look for other people, what kind of results they are getting and how they are trying to like you know, overcome these, uh, uh, what you call uh, challenges that you are facing probably like you need to do certain uh, tweaks and uh, changes in your process that you are following so there is a lot of like optimization process keeps uh, like no, we keep doing so that is necessary so based on that you can change your like uh, plan and adjust your plan accordingly so that you can manage your time as well as productivity and your what you call uh, mental well-being also mm. so rather than taking it as a downfall why don't you take that as a challenge mm. there could be something different these assumptions what we have come up could be leading us to some different pathways that we are trying to explore yeah. no results are negative Mm. it's it's uh it's something that went deep into <laughs> deep inside me and uh, i mean this was very mindful so so moving from the productivity to the challenges that one face um, while doing the lab work and so we all have the thinking skills but uh, not all of us use them very efficiently so uh here, how we can channelize the thinking skills that may empower the decision making? Uh, Ma'am, we lost your voice. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. Now it's okay. Yeah. Like thinking skill, like uh, what you said is uh, analytical skills. These are all very important skills while performing our research work or any other kind of work. 
we are doing. It could be like uh, in a research lab or any other profession also, right? And these skills can help you solve problems and uh, help you to take certain judgments based on them, right? So these skills are very important and they help in creating innovative solutions for whatever the ideas that you have and uh, has uh, the major key factors uh, that we need to take care to address or uh, while using this analytical and critical thinking skill would be like, as always I have told, like it is very important to understand what is the problem or the goal we are trying to achieve, what we are trying to like you know, solve or what we are trying to achieve, first one. And the second one is for that, we need to gather relevant information, data, and evidences, as well as if you require, you can connect with the people who are working in similar departments and get their opinions when you need them. Don't hesitate. So collaborate with people. And fourth one is once you have this data, everything in place, then next is like analyze the information. So how like, no, you can break down them and compare them. Like what are the trends it is following? What are the pattern in the data that you have had? So there are a lot of like, you can use Excel and analyze those things and uh, get relevant information from them. Once you get that information, you need to now use that information to develop or uh, build some innovative ideas from that, right? Then uh, you can combine those, whatever the information you have gotten and create certain new ideas and come out with some new solutions. Mm. And uh, after that, the fifth step is to, once you get that, now you have to perform them and evaluate the solutions that you have given, whether that is working or not. So how well is your idea or the solution that you have put forth is helping you? What are the constraints? What are the drawbacks? You need to understand those things also. You have to evaluate uh, by using your analytical thing, thinking skills and uh, other one is problem solving skill that is again a big thing uh, to put into this uh, work and after doing this the very important step is to communicate this information or whatever that you have developed in very clear results right you need to have a good communication skills for that so how you're going to present these messages to your stakeholders how, whether you are going to do a PowerPoint presentation or you are going to submit in a written, written document or it should be whatever way you do it, it should be clear and persuasive manner so that the stakeholders are able to understand what exactly you are offering them. So this is the last step, which is very important, which is the final step which is the one which is going to decide the overall process, right? Whether you, whatever the 
work or the idea you have or the solutions you are thinking you know that is going to be accepted and implemented by the people who are going to take it further by the stakeholders or uh, if the technology is going for licensing purpose so this is very important if you fail doing that then whatever the process we follow we are at again zero so we need to be like you no know, uh, very clear in understanding uh, what we want to convey to our audience in convincing manner so that we get uh, you no know, validity and we can add value for our ideas and solutions that we are trying to give to our stakeholders or customers or consumers hmm. so so these steps are i think very important hmm uh here when we talk about the decision making part a scholar uh, face crisis also in the form of we can say that uh, anxiety or uh, the fear of failure or uh, we can say the confusion and failure to cope up with his or her own behavior that that uh, and all these factors they will impact ultimately on the decision making so here uh, how one can increase the resilience or be resilient through this time period yes like no when we are into like uncertain situations and we have to deal with like decision makings and uh, crisis can happen any time so it's like natural or man made crisis so we should be always like prepared to accept and recognize the crisis and uh, crisis management is again a process like you know, by which organizations uh, deal with these unexpected situations that come in their uh, work process and uh, this involves lots of uh, planning right and uh, there need to be proper crisis planning is required once the planning is done then you need to respond to the whatever the crisis has happened you have to uh, respond to that what are the necessary actions or steps we are going to handle those crises right and then post crisis management is also very important and how we are going to communicate this crisis is there who is going to communicate the crisis so this is like overall planned thing like we don't have to panic or get into that anxiety mode so when done in a proper planned way so we can deal with this crisis and uh, like you know, overcome the challenge and achieve our whatever the big goal is and five steps i would suggest would uh, be like uh, by using our creativity and resilience first as i already told like you no know, it is very important for us to understand what are the sign of crisis if we don't know like crisis exist and we are not aware what are the signs then like we miss them and when we recognize them and uh, understand there is a crisis there we should seek for help 
and people think that looking for help is weakness but i'm sorry to say that but it's not kind of a weakness it's a kind of a strength you're trying to seek support help in this process you may collaborate with those people who are expert in that domain right and second uh, would be to identify and analyze what is the major root cause of this crisis why this happened different methods are there like simple one is five why techniques ask why five times and find out what is the root cause of that and uh, what are the effects of these crises what is the impact and what it is like not major what is being majorly affected collect all the relevant information in from various resources and evaluate them on various viewpoints different people will have different viewpoints we need to analyze and weigh their thoughts and uh, look for all those benefits and drawbacks are there with those options and next one would i would say like uh, develop some creative and innovative solutions or alternative for the crisis right so mm. now it's time to use your analytical and creative thinking capabilities and skills come into picture where you need to like look for alternative solutions what is we can do now so we can use certain tools like uh, mind map prototyping simulations we can do brainstorming which is the first and foremost and the easiest way that we can do and uh, generate ideas and solutions for that crisis test them and uh, look for like no how viable is that solution through brainstorming we will be able to get those ideas and how efficacy what is the efficacy of that solution that we are trying to like look uh, look into that and uh, for next one like i would suggest uh, is to uh, like communicate whatever the crisis that you have found because there are major stakeholders who had like you no know, get impacted with if it is a major crisis they may have to have the impact so communicating your finding effectively and efficiently and convincing them is very important to your stakeholders and uh, support these whatever crisis has happened with your data and photographs and uh, whatever the presentations and reports that you are accumulating during your research right so you know you have generated and this is what the crisis has happened so by that probably your stakeholder can understand this is a real crisis and you need certain kind of a support maybe you need some extra time to finish the task or maybe you want some extra budget to be put in right so this is what i would say is very important and uh, how, this is how we will be able to like address the crisis management without getting into 
panic mood or uh, getting in certain kind of major risk that can occur in future. So as we move ahead to wrap up this um, episode with you, ma'am, one common myth about doing research that you would share. Well, uh, frankly speaking, I never thought about like there are myths also. Uh, uh, when I started thinking more about this, I just thought like many people think that research is related to academics right it is uh, done in a lab using all those uh, sophisticated equipments and uh, wearing a lab coat so this is what i feel like you no know, people have that misconception and truth is that every day some or the other way everyone is like doing research when you're uh, googling something about some product that you're interested to buy in you look for different futures, features, sorry, features about those products that you are trying to buy, right? So you try to compare them from different brands. What are the features that you are getting extra in this and the other model? So this is what I would say, like everyone is like knowingly or unknowingly, they are doing research. Mm. So it's not limited only to the research lab or wearing a lab coat or something of that sort. So uh, as we wrap up, I would like to thank you for taking your time out uh, to share uh, your valuable experiences on the scientific uh, management. And uh, I really enjoyed um, while conversing with you and I was I and I really felt that as uh, as you were talking I felt that uh, I I am lost uh, lost in in the sea of knowledge and uh, I mean I really enjoyed it and uh, my heartfelt thanks to to you ma'am for taking the time out and uh, I wish that our listeners and the undergraduates postgraduates and the researchers who want to pursue their research uh, they will definitely uh, learn from you and uh, will and that will enlighten their path to research journey because research is all about um, the journey I mean not the destination and thank you so much uh, once again at the end for giving me this uh, excellent platform to share my thoughts that will be helpful for our uh, future research scholars who are already working or who are like looking to join their journey in phd yes ma'am